podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Manscaped is the ultimate gift and they're here to change the men's grooming game. You can get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code SPURS20 at manscaped.com. What do you get? You get the perfect package 4.0, including the new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is waterproofed with advanced skin safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer can help you whack those nasty weeds in your delicate holes. The performance package also includes Crop Preserver. It's deodorant for your balls to protect against chafing. Have smelly feet? Manscaped. Manscaped can help with a foot dust of foot deodorant made to fight odours of the dirtiest feet. Want to smell good everywhere? The refined cologne by Manscaped is clean and fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman. On top of everything, they've even thrown in the shed travel bag to carry your goods and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs to hold the entire package together. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS20 at Manscaped.com. It's time to join the Manscaped movement. The festive season is nearly upon us, and in the spirit of giving in charity, Beer 52 are offering listeners 10 free beers. All you have to do is go to www.beer52.com slash spurs and cover $5.95 for the posters to claim your free case. What's more, do it before the 17th of December and get two extra beers. Beer 52 is a beer club like no other. They send experts around the globe to find the best beer available anywhere on planet Earth. Each month, their members receive a new case, usually from a different part of the world. Members have had beers from more than 40 countries across five continents. Grab yourself this treat in time for Christmas. You can impress your friends, family and dinner guests with a cast of hoppy IPAs, crisp craft lagers and sumptuous stouts. If dark beer is not your thing, simply choose the light option. As well as all the delicious beer you'll receive for Ment Magazine, which delves into the beer's brewers and theme, you'll also get two delicious snacks to wash down with the beer. What's not to love? After redeeming your first case, you'll join the monthly beer club, £24 a month, no minimum commitment, pause or cancel at any time. So go to beer52.com slash spurs do it now this week's spurs show is brought to you by silver blaze the construction company for all your building needs site logistics labor supply temporary building sites permanent office fit outs residential and commercial and standing cleaning go to silverblazeconstruction.com for more details they're spurs fans you know Hello, welcome. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spurs Show. It's Mike Lee here this week. Well, Antonio has had his first two games as Tottenham manager. Uh, discussing them tonight, uh, three wonderful guests. Firstly, uh, some of you will get this gag. Danny Crybaby Fenton returns. How are you, Danny? In tears. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't get that, if you listen to our Top 10 Tottenham show, uh, we did in the pre- uh, close season, people's greatest Tottenham moments. Basically, all Danny's moments uh, had him basically crying uh, every game. It was this running theme. So there we are. I didn't cry when Nuno left, but we'll talk about that later. No, we will talk about that left. And also joining us a regular on the show, been on TV more than Holly Willoughby in the last couple of weeks, Abby Summers returns. How are you, Abby? I'm good. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. It's going great, isn't it? There was, I saw you on Sky a couple of times on Sky. 
Was there B- yeah. was there BBC thing or something or something? Yeah, there's some BBC bits. Great. It's all it's been a really busy few months, which is great. Um, and hopefully we we'll just get busy, busier and busier at the moment, which is uh, which is what I want. So, it's lovely. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to see. Um, always nice to be back on talking about Spurs, honestly and openly uh, on, on the Spurs show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And also returning, hasn't been on for a while, and he's made us all jealous because he's somewhere in the Caribbean uh, from Silver Blaze. Kieran O'Duffy's here. How are you, Kieran? All good, thank you. All good. I'm, well, I'm temporarily very hot, but permanently very excited. Is this, is this work or pleasure? Why are you out there? Um, well, it's my girlfriend's parents' 30th uh, wedding anniversary. Oh, fair enough. Very so, um, nice. The big dad has uh, has has pushed the boat out and got wow. a um, a nice house for us all. So and where yeah, are you? Which island are you on? Uh, Barbados, oh, just nice. north from just north from Bridgetown. Wow, mate! And you ventured out, or have you stayed in your kind of? And then you know. we ventured out. So you go. <laughs> you see the real today. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're away from your today, gated community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> today we went to go see a um, a shipwreck. Right. Um, okay. So basically, they drive you out to sea, jump in the sea, give you some masks, and you go down and see it. So wow. yeah, it was quite cool. Wow. Amazing. Brilliant. Well, it's fucking freezing where we are. So there we are. <laughs> Jolly good. Well, it's been a great week. I mean, I think everyone is still kind of kind of on a high, and it's all a bit surreal, isn't it? And it's sort of um obviously I, I thought I don't know many people that knew, I don't know you on Instagram. Nuno uh put out finally put out a very nice message on Instagram thanking the Spurs fans. You could clearly see he was in shock that he left. Abby, did you see that? Did you see that message you put out? The no, Spurs fans? No, no, I didn't actually see that, which is really oh, bad. It's really I nice. Don't have a look. Yeah, I really did, nice. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But do you know what? I mean, look, he seemed like a lovely guy. I don't think anyone can really say uh, that about him. I think he was just always going to be the wrong guy for the job. You know, He looked so in over his head um, and just didn't really look like he had, had any ideas or where this club was going. It was going nowhere fast. So I think that it was probably the wrong appointment from the start, as we all, I think, know. Um, but I mean, he seemed like a nice guy, just not the right hope for Tottenham Hotspur. We kind of want a bit of showbiz, and it's sort of, people forget that football is ultimately an entertainment. And Dana, we kind of want to see those histrionics or the touchline. You know, that I mean, obviously that Man United game is wretched. And when you've got your manager just standing there, stroking his beard, not doing anything, it kind of riles you as a fan, doesn't it? Rightly or wrongly. Well, it's weird, because when I look back at, his time at Wolves, I remember when Wolves were doing well, he was very animated and very passionate. And then towards the end, when it looked like he didn't want to be there anymore, he was arms folded and stroking his beard. And at Tottenham, he never, we never got the first version. We only got the latter version. He looked like he didn't want to be there as soon as he got there. And, and, and you know, I suppose he was, whatever he was, 27th choice for the job. Um, and uh, I turned it, it down before him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, would have, you would have done a better job. Look, I, feel, I, I, do, I do feel sorry for him. I, I did see his Instagram post and it was, you know, it was, it was very sweet. You know, he, he, he clearly wish, wishes he'd made a success of it. But a bit like when Mourinho went, and I know there was a lot of debate about, oh, you know, he went too soon and should have stayed for the cup final, whatever. In my gut, I felt at the time Mourinho went, he, this guy has to go. He's a total pariah. And with Nuno, after the Man U game, I just, in my mind, I walked away from the ground thinking, there is no way that guy can continue from this point onwards. And I'm guessing that, uh, we didn't negotiate with Conte in the 24-hour period to give him the job. So Nuno probably 
knew that it was coming. The writing was on the wall. Maybe the chin rubbing and the folded arms was because he knew, he knew it was over before it was over. Um, but it had to happen. And, you know, I went, I went to the game on Thursday and I enjoyed it. I just enjoyed watching Conte getting animated and screaming and uh, doing his Charlie, Charlie Chapman impersonation. So for me, it's, you know, it, I think for most Tottenham fans, it's a relief. And it's weird because if you asked me five months ago, Conte was the last person I wanted in charge of the club. But after what had happened in the last four or five months, where the one thing you can put a Nuno's door is he picks the team and he, you know, and he picks the tactics. And it just wasn't football. It wasn't entertaining, you know, starting Davis in that game. Well, actually, I mean, the thing is, the moment he took Moore off and he got booed, that was almost that was that was the moment. I mean, the, the, for me, the funniest meme of the week was that you know the two greatest moments of Mora was scoring the hat trick against Ajax and getting substituted against Man U. <laughs> yeah. I saw that; it was very funny, right? And fair, fair as well. Yeah, Kieran. I mean, it, it's funny what Danny said there that five months ago he, he wouldn't want Antonio, but kind of what's happened in the last five months? Well, well before that, with Jose. And 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 now Nuno, we kind of want we wanted a coach who's going to kick them up the arse. We want a coach who's going to work them hard because we can see week in week out. There's quite a few players who are being picked who just aren't doing it and aren't reacting. And I know that's you could argue that's player power or maybe you've got professional grip footballers who you've got to find a way to inspire them, haven't you? And and clearly Antonio, I mean already. Oh, I, I don't know how already there's sort of mutterings coming out of the training camp is how excited players are, how how they're loving training, how long that will last, who knows. But he was the kind of manager we need. I think he he is the only person out there that was available that could come in and fix whatever's going on. Obviously, we've all got our grievances with Levy and what he's done in terms of his decision making. I mean I'll personally put it out there. He is an amazing businessman. We've won two late League Cups in 30 years. And what he's done in terms of... Yeah, well, in terms of transforming the yeah. club into the... into the I, I hate to say this, but it's true in terms of the brand and kind of global power that we are, having no tangible success on the pitch. Brilliant. Perfect. But there's clearly stuff going on. Kane... Is he happy? Isn't he happy? He's kind of tried to be professional. So I think he's the only manager out there that can come in and go, right, if you don't want to be here, there's the door. A bit like what Poch did when he turned up. Everyone forgets that when we signed Poch, we went, yes, he did. what, the he Southampton did. manager that only speaks Spanish? Are we? Is this, you know, he might be playing good football. Are we sure about this? So don't forget, there's a lot more excitement about Conte now than there was about Poch. So Danny's right. I wasn't keen on Conte five months ago because I thought I don't want another Marino come in. At least we'll have someone more in their prime. Yeah, like we are the Chelsea sloppy, link as well. Sloppy that, you know, seconds for Chelsea, for aren't we? No, but I, I think right now I was I was buzzing when we got him. He's a big name, suits us for the direction we're trying to go, and he'll sort the players out. So I'm 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 I couldn't be more happy. And also it shows a level of um, shows sh- shows that the club's really listened to its fans and gone, you know what, stuff it. We'll shut the fans up and say we'll bring him in and we'll hopefully back him as well. And Paratici is massive for us too. 
Mm. But I mean, Abby, this this let's get to the nub of the, the, the before we look back at the Everton and, and uh, Vitesse game. Will they back him? It will when it comes down to it in January, and they go, "Oh, Vlahovic is available from Fiorentina. They want sixty million pound. He wants one hundred and forty grand a week and all that." Let's do this. That's the nub of it. Will he actually get backed, or uh, will it all sudden, "Oh, we tried to get him and, and this and that, and it sort of fell through"? That's going to be the, the key moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know how I feel about Daniel Levy and Enoch. I think everyone uh, associated with Spurs or who follows me knows exactly how I feel uh, about them. Um, you're totally right. It's whether or not he gets backed. And that's literally what I've been saying since since he got appointed. It's like with every manager, if they back him. And nine out of ten times, they don't back the manager. And if they do, it's not in the right way. Um, you know, we saw it last year with, with Jose when he wanted to bring in Skriniar. You know, 50 million on the table. We've been having 50 million Spurs bid 30 you know, and that's the problem. So my my only thing is I would hope that Conte will push them and that's what he's there for. That relationship that he's got with Paratici um, is obviously one of the reasons why he's actually at Tottenham. Um, and, you know, if they're working together, maybe the two of them have a good enough relationship to maybe... Uh, I say overall, Daniel Levy, on certain ways, he wants to cut corners. Because I think that if he wants to keep cutting corners and signing someone from the, at the end of the Dutch league, instead of going for someone that's proven, Premier League proven, or has some type of quality, I'm sure Antonio Conte is the man that is going to be outing them for that. Um, and the fact that he's been given an 18-month deal, I mean, he's got one major transfer window in the summer and obviously the two January ones. But January is very difficult to get any good business done. Um, unless you're going to pay over the odds. And you know how we are. We don't tend to pay over the odds. So that kind of leaves the summer, in my opinion, for him to really make an impact. But in that 18 months, what he can do, if he's given the sufficient backing, is go and win trophies. We've seen it with Chelsea. We've seen it with Inter. seen it with Juventus. He can absolutely win a trophy. There is no doubt in my mind about that. But again, if he doesn't, it will be down to one person and one person only. And that's the person who holds the purse strings. Because you, can't, you could argue with Jose Mourinho that... I always thought it was the wrong appointment in that as well. I should I firmly stand by the fact we should never have got rid of Pochettino. It wasn't fair. It wasn't right. Um, even, you know, though the results, jo- even though the results were awful near the end? Yeah, it, it didn't matter. For me, he'd, he'd earn his stay enough. You know, all the things that had gone into it, you know, we spoke about previously, this two seasons away from home pretty much, the window without, without any transfers, the lack of real ambition shown by the board when he wanted to... Um, I think Kieran touched on it before when Pochettino came in and he was, you know, getting rid of loads of dead wood. And that cycle stopped in 2018. You know, at the time when we saw, when we sold Carl Walker, we wanted to get rid of Danny Rose. We wanted to get rid of Eric Dyer and refresh the squads. And we never did that. And that was, again, effectively why we started to decline in 2018. And from that point, it was kind of all downhill, bar the Champions League, which papered over it. Um, you know, but, and, and Pochettino was doing it on very, very limited funds. So for me, with Jose Mourinho, when <laughs> signing him, if you're not going to back him, there's no point of signing him. He's a checkbook manager. And similarly with Conte, I believe that he's less of a checkbook manager, in my opinion, than a Jose. Um, but again, you give him the tools and he'll win you trophies. It's simple as that. Mm, I mean, Danny, purely from a, you know, you, you you run a business, purely from a business point of view, when you look at, you know, uh, it, you know, you have an asset and all that, surely they clearly looked at it and saw that, and I know, I know there's a waiting list and I get all that, but you know, we know that from the corporate side of things, less people wanted to go and watch that football. We, you know, we, we know, we know that um, the naming rights, the stadium still hasn't happened. All these things, they, they've got to look at it and go, how can we get effectively more bums on seats and get people spending more money? Your brand has got to be exciting and, and have got to get 
people there. And I know so many, so many loyal, diehard Spurs fans who Fetsy went, I'm not going. I, I'm not I, I I'm not paying I'm not paying the money I'm paying to watch this 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 rubbish. Do you think that at the end of the day really made the difference? Well hopefully it'll make the difference. We'll see. Well I think look I'm not an apologist for, for Daniel Levy, but I, I think you know some of the things that Kieran said are very true that he's a shrewd businessman and you know for those of us who've followed Tottenham through thin and thinner, um you know, for me, the year under Sugar was a lot worse. You know, I think that the team was worse. I think, you know, I think we finished top 10 once in, in the whole of Sugar's reign. We finished seventh under Jerry Francis. We were a mid-table team. We had terrible PR. We had terrible marketing. You know, the facilities were terrible. <laughs> and Daniel Levy mm. is a smart guy. I mean, I think, you know, he's got first from Cambridge. He's, he's, he's no fool. He has run a successful business. And as I say, I'm not trying to be an apologist for him, but if anything, we've overachieved. You know, we've, we, we've, we've become a team that got used to being in the Champions League for four seasons. We got to the Champions League final. I think Pochettino was a fantastic manager, but I happen to believe that Pochettino wanted out. He pretty much down tools at the end. And so I don't think it was a case of keeping him. Yes, maybe those two transfer windows were the thing that sort of, um, destabilised him but I think by the end the football wasn't great under Pochettino and I don't think he wanted to be there anymore so I think the harping back to we should have kept Pochettino I, I'm not too sure about but in terms of why did Daniel Levy make the move now because when the fans turn on the manager and then they're turning on the chairman and the chairman yeah there was then the first chance how, how, how do you deflect from that you go out and you get the best manager that, that's out there. And so there's no guarantee that, that Conte is going to be uh, a success. But as, as Abby said, he's on an 18-month contract. He very rarely stays anywhere more than two years. So he's, he's going to have to deliver pretty quickly. Um, and I actually think he will. I mean, I know that's far too positive for a Tottenham fan thing to say, but I think that he's seen the situation and... It's so easy for us because we always put our club down. We actually, dare I say it, we have some good players in our squad and mm. we have spent money. You know, you know Tangi Ndombele isn't wasn't a cheap player. Um, mm. You know, neither was Sanchez, neither Lo Celso, was yeah. Lacelso. You know, mm. um, I don't know whether we own Romero or whether you know we, we, it's a we, loan we can... with a option to buy. I think was the was the deal, wasn't it? But you know, he looked an absolute quality player to me. So. There, there, there's, a, there's, there's at least a spine of a team there for him to work with. And, you know, and if I'm making my comparisons with the 90s and Jason Dezel and Rolf Fox and those, those guys, this, this team is not a mid-table team. This team is a team that he could shape. And look, he's no full Conte. Mourinho, to me, was a dinosaur. He, you know, he, he came in and he was trying to revive. Now, the fact he's struggling at Roma, kind of, it's it's kind of, it looks like it's continuing that way. His era, well. his era, his era is over. But Conte's in his prime. So mm. for Conte to take to take that job, it's, it's, it's a massive, it's a massive gamble for Conte, and he must look at that squad and think, I can get a tune out of it. Yeah. Well, look, let, let's go to a very quick break, and when we come back, let's go into what we've seen so far in the last couple of games. Back after this short break.
If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. This week's Spurs show is brought to you by Silver Blaze, the construction company. For all your building needs, site logistics, labour supply, temporary building sites, permanent office fit-outs, residential and commercial, and standing cleaning. Go to silverblazeconstruction.com for more details. They're Spurs fans, you know. And we're back for the break. Don't forget for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews, original documentary series on Spurs, Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Spurs show live events last week. Uh, thanks for the feedback for the great night we had with Terry Naylor. Go to season.spurshow.net. We've got some great shows coming up in 2022. You can be at all of those by going there and getting a season ticket. And don't forget, December the 6th, our big Christmas show at the 100 Club. Martin Chivers, Alan Mallory, Pat Jennings, John Pratt, Steve Perriman, Phil Bill to commemorate the 50th anniversary of us becoming the first British club to win two major European trophies. There's footage never seen, music and raffle, stuff to buy for Christmas. There's only a few tickets left. There's literally, I think, 12 seats left, 10 standing, and four dinners. You can come and have a, I know, Danny, you're joining us, a lovely dinner in a private members club with the players afterwards. It's going to be an extraordinary night. Go to Xmas dotspurshow.net go and do that and don't forget follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and if you're going on iTunes leave us a nice review right, Kieran um, let's look back at the Everton game it was a bit of a dour game nil-nil uh, what was your take on it? Um, well, thankfully, as I'm in Barbados, I have all the rights for it, so I could I could watch the whole thing, which was nice. Oh, I was about to say you didn't bother to watch it because <laughs> I was I was on I was on our, our Spurs group, and um, I was completely stoned, didn't see was, any of it. Yeah, there was someone else in um, in Mexico, and him and I were commenting on it minute by minute, and they were like. How it's not on TV? I said, "Oh no!" But in Barbados, they've got all the rights. And they're like, "Oh, cheers, mate! Thanks for that." But no, um, it's always it's. I know this is a cliche. Goodson Park. It's I can't. Apart from when we beat them three 0 and six two recently. Six two. Our last our last good away yeah. performance. One can argue. Last ten fifteen well, years as well. of watching one. Spurs is yeah. never really a straightforward match. Um, so. You know, yeah, it, it's it's not going to change overnight. Um, I'm a lot happier with the classic Conte formation that he's playing. And if you can if you can win the Premier League with Victor Moses as a regular starter, there's hope for Ben. There's hope for Ben Davies. And you know, to be honest, the last two performances he's helped get himself out of a hole after he jumped about two days too soon for when Ronaldo got his goal. But I think. Generally, it's positive. I'm I'm happy with it. You know, it's um, there's more energy. 
Um, it looks like we've got our teeth back a bit. Um, I just want to say, Oliver Skip, wow, what a player. He is. It's such a shame that he's suspended I know. the Leeds game, he isn't is it? Because of Lacelso's dreadful he corner. He is instrumental. Lacelso got him booked. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he just. Him and Hoiberg, I think, could work well, but we're just crying out for a creative midfielder. We are crying. Oh, we, God I almighty. hope what's happened with, with Ericsson, I hope, A, health-wise, I hope he can play again, and B, just go and get him. Literally, we need to replace Ericsson with Ericsson. Well, I, I, I don't know. Abby, I mean, the one player that seems to be kind of the man at the moment is obviously uh, Region. There was uh, every time Skip and Holby got the ball, he was shouting, get it to Region. I, I believe that uh, during the international break, Region's got extra training sessions going on. He clearly wants to get those wing backs bombing forward. And Region seems to, seems to be the guy who, let's face it, so far in his Spurs career, has looked better going forward than defending. Uh, still prone to errors, had a good chance to score, overstretching, didn't score against Everton. But did you think we kind of looked better? Did you kind of see what he was trying to do? We certainly looked more solid, didn't we? Mm, yeah, we, well, firstly, we looked more organised, um, something which we haven't been at all uh, this season. We looked, we looked, we kept a clean sheet. We've been, you know, shipping goals left, right and centre. So that was also another positive to take. Um, like you just said, with the wing backs, I mean, he has such a big emphasis on inc- incorporating those wing backs in his style of play. Um, you know, Emerson as well come in, hasn't, I mean, he's been okay. Like, he's been all right. I haven't, he's been all right. And again, nothing to really ride home about. I really like Reggion, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he's not always fantastic. Sometimes I think he's, you know, maybe a bit stupid in things that he does. But I think there's a really good player in there. And the thing is, with both of our fullbacks, what they lack defensively, they make up for um, with that rapid pace that they've got. And, like, you know, I think Kieran touched on it before. We've seen it, you know, with um, Alonso and Moses. We've seen it with Hakimi and Ashley Young. You forget he managed to win win, win Serie A with Ashley Young as well. So he's going to have such a massive emphasis on them. And where our team don't score goals from the midfield particularly... Uh, you know, the, these are the two players that are going to have to contribute and add to it. You know, balls in the box, crosses and things like that. We'll hopefully see Harry Kane not dropping into, you know, defensive midfield to try and pick up a ball anymore. He'll hopefully still be in that 18-yard box where he needs to be because he's got to get some wins and some goals under his belt as well. And Son as well. So the 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 attacking sense of our fullbacks is going to play a major part. And I love that from Reggie. And I've always thought he's a very passionate player. Um, it's just, you know, it just, again, we just haven't looked very good in general. It's not even singling out one particular player. Um, you're right on Oliver Skip. What a player I think we've got there. He's definitely going to be one uh, for us for uh, the long future ahead, hopefully. He won't be going anywhere. Um, but for me and Dombele, you know, I, I wish there was a way. I, I was doing uh, the segment on Sky the other day and I was really wanted to put him in my team as, as how I thought that we could incorporate him, but he's, you know what you get with Ndombele, he's not going to track back, he's not going to run, he can barely run, to be fair, um, and in all honesty, he's got the most incredible feet, you know, he sees the pass, he's, he's got amazing, amazing technical ability with his feet, um, but I just don't know where Antonio Conte will fit him into that system and what we can do about him, but we are he's the only creative player that we have, so for me, we have to find a way to do it. Absolutely. Um, but but I, don't, I don't know how how we're going to do it, what we're going to do in terms of getting him in there, because you know he's not going to be the type of player that tracks back. It's interesting you say that, because uh, the Daily Express today reported that, uh, I mean, again, how true this is or not, 
that Antonio Conte, Danny, has already decided to rejig things slightly after the international break. You can argue that he's been playing the last game was sort of 4-3-2-1. The Express report today, he's going to go for a sort of 4-3-1-2. So you assume that two will be Son and Kane. Who's going to be that one? Will it be Undombele? Will it be Lacelso? Will it be Delhi? Uh Maybe that's the Undombele Moral. Because uh, I mean, talk about the quick feet, Abby said. It's all very well in doing sort of pretty stuff on the touchline, but it never kind of... You know, it's not in the right areas for me. You need to do him where you can put some damage in. His first game when we beat, um, was that Aston Villa, his first game? He scored and he kind of played in that sort of hole. Do you think, Danny, maybe that's the best position for Tangi? I think he's a, a very, very skillful sort of playground footballer. Um, and uh, he, he's done some amazing things on the ball. But he clearly doesn't have the application and he doesn't have the fitness. I mean, you know, against Everton, he came on and he seemed to like want to go off about two minutes after he came on because he got waxed in the throat um, and he got booked. <laughs> I, I think, you know, as a Tottenham fan, we, we want to see entertaining football. The Everton game wasn't entertaining, really, for me. I mean, it was still pretty pretty dire stuff. Still haven't hit, had a shot on target now in uh No, and, and you know, I do, I, do think Skip, I do think Skip's a great player, but you play him and Hoiberg together, you're not really going to get much creativity through the middle and I think ultimately and and Dombele has to be the player to step up and and offer that creativity I mean apparently Conte tried to sign him you know for for Inter so he looks at him apparently yeah he he must must rate him Um, you know what was interesting you know and and I know you're probably going to come on to it but I went to you know the 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 game on Thursday you can talk about it now it's fine you can bring that game in now and it's funny because a streaker if Conte could have learned about Tottenham in one game, he could, you know, <laughs> everything happens. You go three nil up and be wiping the floor with them to concede two it looks goals. Unbelievable! I know when you know when 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 it was totally against the run of play. To then have a, a sending off and then have to cope with ten men. Then for them to have two sending off and to have the have the numerical advantage. I mean, it was mm. and a streaker and a, a, a and a ten year old, a twelve year old kid yeah. uh, who gets Harry Kane shirt <laughs> and then gets <laughs> arrested by the police and have his shirt confiscated. It was a really entertaining game, but I think if I was Conte, I would have been like, what the hell have I... Where the hell am I? I?" And I think maybe the Everton game was a reaction to what he saw on the Thursday night. And I think, you know, in a way he was like, I'd I'd much rather just block them out and if I can nick a goal. And he was a bit unlucky, you know, because um, LaCelsa hitting the post in the 89th minute. If he nicked a 1-0, then everyone would have hailed him as a genius. But in a way, actually, starting with his league campaign with a nil-nil is probably actually better in a way because, you know, no one's got any expectations. Everyone thinks it's going to be a, a longer, slower process. But there are there are going to be surprises. You know, did I expect him to pick Davis in the back three? No. Did I think Davis did a right in the back three? Yeah, surprisingly, I think he, he, he did okay. I think, you know, Chicken Royale, as I call him, is, is, uh, is actually looking better. He's looking, he's actually starting to take people on, which he wasn't doing. Uh, under Nuno and I think you know again going back to the change of manager you didn't really see one player come out and say sorry to see Nuno go but you see, you've seen every no player one. come out there's nothing you've, yeah. you've seen pretty much every player come out and say how excited they are mm. to play un, under Conte so having an inspirational manager mentally will just give us that extra I don't know 20% that we need and I, I do think one thing I would say about the Everton game is 
we looked like we cared, we got stuck in, and we didn't really look like we were going to lose that game. And that's apart got... from the penalty, which obviously was was overturned. I never, Kieran... I never thought, I never thought that was a penalty. Like, even no, he, de- first, he definitely got, his, he definitely got his finger to it. Kieran, it's interesting. Danny sort of said there, well, we could have nicked a goal. Should we be thinking about nicking a goal when you have got Kane, Son, Mora? I mean, th- I mean. <sighs> The Harry Kane thing, you know, has to be kind of talked about. We all know he wanted to go to Manchester City. You know, there's no doubt about it. Do you think now he will knuckle down? Uh, again, the rumours are he's delighted Antonio's there. This is one of the great world coaches. Uh, he'd love to work under Conte. Do you think we're going to see the old Harry Kane? Or do we think maybe we've seen the best of Harry Kane? I think he will knuckle down because if... If you look back to it, Mourinho's been sacked. Ron Mason comes in. We haven't then got a manager for the summer. So he's thinking, oh, you know, I've done my service for the club. Stuff this. I'll go to Man City and work under Pep. It's not just about going to Man City and winning trophy. You know, it is that. It is that. But it's working under Pep Guardiola. If you're a top player, you want to work under the best coaches. So I think when Nuno came in, us fans weren't inspired. So obviously the players wouldn't be inspired either. So I think Conte coming in, it's inspiring to work under Conte. If I was a football player, I'd want, to, I hate to say it, I'd want to work under Tuchel, Klopp, um, Pep and Conte and obviously Poch because we all, we all, we all, we all, we all love Poch. But um, those, those are the top four you'd want to work under. So I think if, we can now finally match his ambition because the reason why he was going to go to Man City is they're more ambitious than us. They've got Pep. They spend the money. We could have had Ruben Diaz, Bruno Fernandes, Jack Grealish, all these players, but we did spend... <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, right. We didn't spend the extra three or five million pounds over the last two or three yeah. years. So finally now, yeah. if Levy, he seems like a very proud bloke, so he probably isn't going to turn around to Kane and say, listen, I messed up here. I was focusing too much on the, the pigskin and, and, and NFL. If he turns around in his actions and says, right, we'll, we'll meet that ambition now. We'll get back into top four and we'll bring someone in, back him, who's won league titles everywhere he's gone, then I think he should knuckle down and enjoy and you know what if he gives us his all and it doesn't work out with Conte Conte goes and Kane goes you can't really you know you might be a bit grieved and say he down tools for the first few months but you can't really knock him in the grand scheme of things well let's see I mean Abby which players do you think in the squad may actually uh, I mean you mentioned Victor Moses there there was Alonso uh, certain players that were brought in from, uh, from the cold uh, Chelsea which players at Tottenham do you think uh could all sudden from no I mean the one the one for me that I think stands out if he ever gets fit is Ryan Sessignon. Yeah, I mean I actually forget that he's exactly he's everyone does. Us. That's that's why I, I mentioned him. We have I mean, Ryan Sessignon. It is quite incredible. You know, there was so much talk over Sessignon oh. all those years ago. And we you know we were actually quite excited with the prospects of selling him and his career was like <laughs> going on quite an up at that point. And honestly we just barely get to see the guy completely forget about him so yeah I mean if he can stay fit I mean I don't see why not I mean I don't know how old he is now he must be what 20 23 yeah 23 I mean he's been here for three years and like we've literally seen him about three times um so that would be one that I'd like to see if there's any type of you know talent that used to be there if it's still there for me I think we're flogging a dead horse with Deli Ali. it's been like four managers now 
Um, I don't doubt that Delhi has done wonderful things with us in the past. I just don't think that he's going to get back to wherever he was with, um, you know, with uh, at Spurs. I really what a don't. Shame. I'm happy. But that's true. I, it's, what a it's shame. A shame. And I'm, ha- look, I'm more than happy to be proved wrong. I love it when players prove me wrong, to be honest with you. But what is it? Four managers now um, at Spurs since he's been there, and I just don't. I don't see it happening. I, I just don't. Maybe under Conte, he'll spark something else in him. Um, but at the moment, I think for me, if he's going to get back to any type of uh, regular football and being, where would you play him, Abby? Where would you play Delhi? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't play him. I don't. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I do you know? Do you know why? Like, I've, I've, I've really. I've, I've gone back and forth with the Delhi thing, and like I was very patient in the fact that when people, when a lot of people were like, oh, well, let's sell him, like quite early on in that whole thing, I was like, no, like there's a good player in there, it's just like we, you know, low on confidence and things like that. But for me, I don't see what he brings to the team. He doesn't score goals. Um, you know, there's been plenty of opportunities for him to step up over the past few seasons with the injuries we've had. He doesn't score goals. Um, I don't even I don't even think he links play particularly good for me. So Delhi for me, I think that if he's going to revitalise his career, I think it needs to be somewhere other than Tottenham Hotspur. I think it'd be a really good signing for Newcastle as one of their first ones. Um, I think it kind of makes sense in that, like where I feel like Newcastle would want to sign like a marquee, bigger player, big name. Um, Harry Winks, I have this feeling that maybe... Antonio Conte might like Brinks if he can just stop him going from side to side. Well, look, um, look, looking so far, he came on against Vitesse, bomb forward. It's like, I'm free, I'm free. <laughs> I'm running forward with the ball. It was the lovely shackles, to see. The, the shackles are off. Oh, I'd, love to, I'd love to see him come back. Everyone loves Winksy. I really like Harry Wings. I just, again, another one I just kind of gave up with. If you're going to keep going side to side all the time, you're not going to get anywhere, are you? So for me, I think that Antonio Conte may like Harry Wings. He's kind of that type of passionate player that will give everything for the badge and the manager could see that one happening. Lacelso for me, just the most disappointing. I had such high hopes. And I know people thought he was going to be an Ericsson replacement. He's not that guy. He's way more defensive than Ericsson, in my opinion. Um, apparently, apparently, Poch wanted Fernandez. The Celsa was his second choice. We've got the second choice. And I'm sorry of out course. there. If you're one of the Spurs fans that keeps throwing at us, oh, but looking for Argentina, looking for Argentina. Yeah, when they play Ecuador and Peru, fine. But I mean, again, there was the Man United game when he had that simple pass to put the sun in. Again, there was another thing. The corner against... I know all players can make mistakes, but again, I wish I'm... I so hope I'm proven wrong, but I don't think the Celso's the answer. Agree. I totally yeah. agree. I think that I think there is a player in there. Lionel Messi says he's one of the best players he's ever played with. But again, doesn't do it for Tottenham. So I can only go on what I've seen in the last three years. And I have to say, quite frankly, not a lot from him. And again, injury prone. But I hope there's a player in there. Like I said earlier, happy to be proved wrong. Just don't see it at the moment. Danny, anyone else in that squad you think could um, get a second chance and could do well, it under this system? You say second chance. I mean, I, I agree with Abby. I think Ali's had four chances um, and, and the fact he hasn't given Ali one minute so far to me is quite telling. I think he's written off Ali already. It really already? I mean, he's been there a week. Yeah, I think I think you know. The thing for There's me a lot that, of them there now with who aren't who haven't gone uh, for the international games. I think this next couple of weeks, I think, is going to be a really key couple of weeks for certain players in training. I, I actually, I actually think Winks is going to prosper. I think, especially if um, well, we know that. Skip's going to be suspended against Leeds um, if he wants to play a similar formation. I, I still, I think there is a sort of second life there for Winks potentially. Um, He's still very young, exactly. Yeah, I was really surprised he brought Doherty on against Everton. Uh, he was 
absolutely horrendous. I mean, he literally. But again, even he was kick a, the ball straight. But he was a great player at Wolves, and when we bought him, we thought this is what we're going to do, and this is he's going to play that way for Tottenham. And, I, and it's amazing how we take really promising players and ruin them within weeks of joining Tottenham. And this has been going on for fifty years. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And you know, I mean, Bergwijn hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't scored a goal for about 18 he's, uh, months. He's just been called up to the uh, Dutch squad today, so he wow. could play for them against Montenegro and Norway, which means yeah. he'll get some more game time, hopefully. I mean, look, I think what's, what, what, what's interesting is, because of the time that Conte's come in, he hasn't actually got that long until the next transfer window. He's got, he's got, like, no, seven, exactly. he's got yeah. like seven weeks after, after the international yeah. break. So he can work out pretty quickly over that period of time who's actually going to fit his system who isn't? And no, I, we'd all like to think that he's been made promises, whether Got they'll deliver on those promises. But he's been made promises, and there will be there will be activity in in January. But I I am feeling surprisingly confident. I was feeling very down after the Man U game, as I think a lot of Spurs fans were. Um, I see us beating West Ham in the quarterfinal of the League Cup, getting Big into the semi-final. Big game, and, tickets on uh, sale next week. Wouldn't be surprised if Conte got us a cup this year. Oh, oh God almighty. It's been, it, it's, it's been a while, Kieran, hasn't it? It would be, uh, you know, we, we just want to see a reaction from players, don't we, Kieran? We just want to see them. They're professional footballers. They're not bad players, a lot of them. And, and now they've got a coach that can coach them and assist them in a, in a certain way. Surely now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see a reaction. As I said before, these two weeks, the lot of players there, the Winks, the Delis, you know, these players uh, are have, have got a chance to impress Conte, and they're young. You can hopefully still mould them. They're not season old pros that oh, this is the way I play and that's it. Surely he he can take these young players and, and mould them to what he wants them to do. Well, that's what I think. I, I've always looked at our squad and thought it's really not that bad. Everyone says, oh, you know, the players are past it, whatever type thing. But they've been judging that on when players have down have down tools, you know. So I think we can't really take anything from the first couple of months of the season now because that, you know, they weren't in, you know, you know, this this hand sanitizer here will probably inspire the team more than than Nuno from 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 what we can see. You know, that's not for me to kick Nuno whilst he's down. Seemed like a lovely bloke, but we we we've been over that, and he clearly wasn't the right person. But I think from a squad's perspective, I don't know about everyone else, but I reckon maybe see. I want to say another centre back, right? Romero, he gets in day in day out. Dyer, you know what sums up Dyer and Sanchez is Wolves away, right? Both had, on the surface, solid games. But on each half, they both made a very Dyer and Sanchez-esque error where I think Dyer or Sanchez came flying out and slid all the way to Birmingham for one occasion. And we were just there like, what are you doing? So I think maybe <laughs> if we are serious about competing for top, another centre-back, a creative midfielder. Oh, Crying out for crazy midfield. Um, to me, is that's the key yeah. position beyond anything, even beyond another backup striker. Yeah. And we've got someone that could hold the ball. We don't hold the ball long no. enough in midfield. And we've got no one who can do it. Beyond that, I can't. I don't see any particular position screaming out for places other than maybe bolstering up the A backup. Backup striker. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We've so, said this for seven years. Yeah. Now. So I think in terms of galvanising this squad and moving them forward. Conte, yes, 100%, right? 
right now. I'm being very hypocritical to myself six months ago. Conte, yes, 100%. And a centre-back or creative midfielder. And then I think, I think you know, we can't really improve it much else. I'd love, I'd love him to make a player out of Tanganga. Um, you know, I think, I think there's a great player in there. He's never really had a long enough run of games. He was starting to actually really fit in until he assaulted assaulted Wilf Saha. Um, but yeah, he's he's the guy that I'd love to see come good, and you know maybe Conte could see something in him and turn him into a decent uh, you know player. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we're running out of time, guys. Um, obviously, no game at the weekend, but never fear, all of you out there, uh, there will be a show on Friday, and our special guest is God. Glenn Hoddle joins us on Friday wow. Talk about his new autobiography, My Life, The Love of Football, Playmaker. I've just read it. Great book. Loads of hilarious stories about Chelsea in there that, that, that I won't, won't ruin, but we'll certainly ask him on uh, Friday. So come and tune in, download, stream, whatever you do, wherever you find us. We'll be back on Friday with myself and Theo Delaney and Glenn Hoddle. For now, Kieran, have a wonderful, wonderful time in Barbados. Uh, don't get sunstroke. Thank you very much. Make sure you put your, 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 your Factor 15 oh, on. Uh, Danny, thank you so much again <laughs> for joining us. Abby, thank you again. Uh, and thank congratulations you. for all the appearances on TV. Long may it thank continue. You. Uh, thank, thank you so much, everyone at home. Uh, for joining us until next until Friday come on you Spurs this week's Spurs show is brought to you by Silver Blaze the construction company for all your building needs site logistics labour supply temporary building sites permanent office fit outs residential and commercial and standing cleaning go to silverblazeconstruction.com for more details they're Spurs fans you know If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.